And we got to start, you know, this year is, is like, you know, really, if you think about this, this last year has really been a testimony of, of God's goodness. I said it's been a testimony of God's goodness. And, and, and you know, time, like I said, time and time again, you know, the church has done well. We did well personally. Pastor Melina and I, we did well personally. You know, we, 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 but, we, you know, when you, make it, when you make up your mind that you're not going to do debt, you're not going to do credit cards, when you're, when you're going to get yourself out of things, whether big or small, pay off some things. God, how many of you know God just starts showing up? He starts showing up. I was hearing testimonies about how they'd gotten themselves in debt. They had like 55000 A couple had gotten themselves into $55,000 worth of credit card debt. And then they paid off it. And then they were able, you know, the husband got, finally got the clue that he should tithe. Come on. The husband, being married for four years, he finally, after five years, he finally got the clue that, that he should tithe. And because the wife always believed in it. So, but she said she grew up doing it religiously. She goes, she never thought about it. She just did it. And so she did. She just knew we were supposed to do it. Well, he, he said he never did it because he just kind of didn't think that, you know, he didn't want to do it for whatever reason. His mind kind of hung him up, hung him up for years. You know, your mind can just hang you up for years, yeah. hang you up, keep you from things that you never thought were possible. And once you start stepping into things, you know, so it's really important. You can get in two, you can get in two, uh, and two sides of the fence on this. You can get an error and you can also get an excess on some things. The error is that, you know, you think that just because you're tithing and you're giving that, that, that everything's going to work out okay. But there's a little bit more to that. Amen. You know, in other words, I'm just going to do it out of religion, not, not doing it out from a place of worship. It won't really work for you much, particularly if you're not quick to believe, quick to repent and quick to forgive. So those are three things that tither really needs to be doing. On the other side, those who, who, who don't give, don't have a revelation, they just miss out. They just flat out miss out on the blessing, they don't, and, but they don't want to do it because they don't see a real benefit to it. They don't understand that there is a great asset, a great benefit to it. There's blessings behind it. God, there's leadings in it. There's promptings in it. There's promptings and leadings that you don't get until you obey the leading and the prompting that God initially gives you. People want leading and promptings, but they're not willing to follow the flow of the Spirit. Doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily you'll ever get a leading. Because the first leading you're going to always get is going to be from, from one, doing the Word. The leading and the prompting must first come from the Word of God. Well, God, I don't really hear from Him because you don't follow the, if you don't follow the small things, He won't give you the greater voice on things. He, he, it's, and even if he did, you may not be able to recognize it because you're not, rec- you're not making yourself available to follow on the little things. It's important you learn to follow the voice on the little things now. Giving, walking in love. Boy, I got real quiet when I started talking walking in love. Some people, it's easy to give. It's easy to give. But walk in love? Oh, now, Pastor, now you done crossed the line. You done dealt me a low blow. Everybody knows that man of mine. He just opens his mouth. He just says things. He gets on my nerves. You know, and, and, and you know it's hard to forgive that man. Well, maybe, you know, and the other side, well, goes, well pa- you know, Pastor, it's hard to, to forgive that woman. She just keeps talking. She just keeps talking. She just don't stop. She just, she's always got to say something about something. Right? And so there's, you always can find yourself in one extreme or the other. But the, in either way, you got to do the word on the little things. Say the little things. See, many of us want the blessing of the Lord, but it's the little things that get us to where we need to get. It is, you know. Everyone talks about, well, the journey of success is just begins with what? One step. 
the one step. I'm going to walk in love today. I'm going to choose to, to see people through eyes of kindness and mercy and gentleness. You know, and so here we are now, this 2021. I believe this 2021 is going to be a better year than it was last year. I just think it's just going to be a, a year of propulsion. A year of, of, of getting into places, getting into things that we, that we wanted to get into because we were obedient in 2020. Many of us got to see bills paid off. Many of us got to get got, got out of debt this last year. Many of us got saw God do things, and many of us are already starting already and and a good start. Already on a good start, God's paid off some bills. Maybe God brought you some things that you were believing for. Maybe there were some things that you really needed in your home. God, God brought, God brought it in. God made provision for it. But how do you know when God brings provision? It's not so that you can just stay stagnant and stay still. Is so that you can take the next step. Right. Say next step. next step. Come on, this is what this year is, 2021, we're, we're doing. We're getting that next step. Right. Next step. Yes. And over here uh, in, uh, in, in Hebrews chapter uh, 12, let's open our Bibles there this morning. Amen. We, we want to improve the way we see things. Uh, I, I remember, I, you know, I, I, I wear these little readers and uh, how many of you know, even though I have these readers, I, I, if I don't buy the right brand or the right thing or the right uh, per, thing that fits me, even if I like the other brand, how many of you know, I won't see things right. But I like the, I like this, for this, these brand, this brand, but it, it, I like the, I like the frame. You know, I bought a, I bought a pair and I, and I liked the frame, and it was a, when I put it up, it was a real little bit stronger. I thought, well, maybe I could just hold things up a little bit closer, certain things. But it, the more I could, it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. Even though I liked the frame, yeah. it still didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Many of us like things that don't work. Mm-hmm. They don't help you. But, the, but it looks good. But it, but it doesn't work. Yeah. There are things that cause our vision and our, the way we see things to be skewed. We like, we like our image. We like the way we look and those things, if those two, two things interfere with the way we see things clearly, how many of you know, it may be time to get rid of the thing that makes you look good. Well, it makes me look good. Well, it doesn't matter if it makes you look good. It doesn't work for you. It's not working for you. I like what one person said, um, well, I've always done this way. I've always done it. And, and then she was, and the lady said to the man, he goes, well, how's it working for you? How's it working for you? You doing your life your way. See, I don't want my life to be a reflection of how it's not working. I want my life to be a reflection of how it should be working. Yeah. Because I chose to follow the plan of God. I chose, and many people here today, you are, you are, we are, I mean, I've seen so many miracles in your life. I know that there's, Scott's got so much more. God has so much more. We, we are just barely delving in to the tip of the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more. Thank God that there's so much more. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now, I'm going to talk about every weight because, you know, we, then we, the next step is, is every sin. But not, not, every, not, every, not every weight is a sin. Do you hear what I said? Not every weight is a sin. And because it's not a sin, we hold on to weights. But it's holding you back. 
It's keeping you from victory. It's slowing you down. Every year, Pastor Emelina and I, we go through our closets. We find things that we don't wear, we don't use, that we bought, and maybe we wore it a few times. It looked okay when we had it, but really, really, you know, many of us hold on to things and we need to get rid of some things. Something, and then sometimes we're like, maybe I'll just keep, I have, I have tons of sweaters, tons of sweaters. I don't wear every sweater. I probably have maybe two or three or four I maybe wear, yeah. but then I have other ones I just don't wear. And then there's some I like, and then there's some, Pastor Lee says, you better stop wearing that sweater. You've been wearing that. It's, it's, it's a holy sweater. <laughs> do, 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 do the men have anything that the wife looks at and said, don't, why are you wearing that again? You wore that yesterday. You wore that yesterday. Well, I took it off, and you wore that yesterday. It's got holes in it. Take it off. It's my holy shirt. And the wife says, get rid of it. Or maybe one day you're going through the stuff that you have to get rid of that's in the get rid of pile, and you find the stuff that you really wanted to keep that she threw out. You don't look good in that. We're getting rid of that. I go, I like it. Well, we're getting rid of that. Sometimes we need people to tell us there's things that we need to let go of. And we have a race and we have weights. We have a race to race and we have weights that are trying to bog us down and keep us from succeeding. Have you ever, has anybody ever watched a track race? Has anybody ever watched a marathon? You ever just notice how they wear tons of clothes at a track race? They wear hoodies, they wear big heavy things on a race. No, they don't. It's a race. What do they do? They strip down to the essentials of what they need. They strip down to the essentials of what they need. They wear their tiny shorts. <laughs> Men don't wear that. This, is, this isn't a message where we talk. I'm just talking about. <laughs> they, 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 wear their, they wear shoes that are more maybe aerodynamic or with some special traction on the bottom so they don't slip. They're, they are running to the race. They are running specific for the race that they have set before them. They're not dressed like this other guy in this other race. They're not doing what other people, you're not going to see the same person. The person who's in swimming is not going to wear the same suit as the person. You you hear what I'm saying? It's it's different. It's not the same. It's a different race. With every race, there's different tools required. There's letting go of certain things. And many people are trying to use the same tools of success in one race that they used in another. And you cannot use the same tools. I cannot bring golf clubs to a marathon. I cannot bring a baseball bat to a marathon. I cannot bring a tire iron to to a skating, skating championship. Unless you're Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> You, you cannot, unless, unless you want to get left behind, right. you come ill-prepared. Yeah. Preparation day is today. Preparation day for your future, preparation day for your success begins today. Right. And the only way that you and I are ever going to succeed is unless we have good, solid character. Do you hear what I said? Yeah. Character is a fundamental thing that is always forgotten. 
It's, it, it, it can be forgotten because we think of character is only for, for people other than us. The nobleman. The doctor. Maybe, well, we know it's not the lawyer. It could be a lawyer. It, could be, it should be a politician. It should be a lawyer. It should be, it, good character should be a resident in every position held. Good character, is, good character is something that everybody wants. I have a person who works, my car, works on my vehicle. Every time he works on my vehicle, he, do, he does exactly what needs to get done. He doesn't, he doesn't quote me a funky price. He, he's very honest. I've even seen him tr- with, other, with, with women walking into a, uh, an auto, uh, auto repair work, and I'm seeing him watching how he treats them. I'm like, yeah, he's being honest. I'm very impressed every time. And this person it doesn't even talk like a Christian, but he has, he has good business character. So what does that make me do? It makes me trust him. It means I could send my daughter to him and know that he's not going to do anything funky here in Porterville. Great man. His mouth needs to get saved. He needs to get saved. But here's the thing. A, a non-Christian should not have better character than a Christian. He should, there should be no... There should be, there should be a, a, a marked difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. In other words, the non-Christian should be the best employee. The, the non-Christian should be, or the, 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 the Christian should be the best employee, the most honest, the most integrous, the most upright, the one who shows up early, the one who leaves late, the one, who, the one who's not like, well, why am I having to do this? He not only does it, but does it better. He elevates the use. Of, he makes something good better. That's what a Christian does because he's got the character. Character is so important. If, if Christians would have good character, if the church would have good character, I'm not saying the church, but if, if, the, if the greater church had good character, then there would be more to walk in. But see, unless we address character, we will never see the goodness of God. You know, because, you know, there's lots of scriptures that talk about <laughs> you're not going to even see the kingdom if you're not living right. Mm-hmm. They're like, what are you talking to the church? Well, I thought we once saved, every saved. Uh, look at the scriptures. It says, don't think you're going to see the character if these things are on you, if you're, if you're allowing these things to happen in your life. Well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, then read Romans. It'll be very illuminating to you. Mm-hmm. Read Romans. I think of the church, a lot of people need to re, re, re-read Romans. They need to read their Bibles. They want the goodness of God. But these are, you know, with everything that God gives you, there's still some sort of requirement. Yeah. You know, there's a requirement that you live right, that you think right, that you eat. You know, and it doesn't really address food, but it says, it talks about gluttony. So I'm like, good character. Yeah. Being honest with yourself. Where am I? Where am I going with my life? Am I, am I mentally ready to, to get that $255,000 deal that's going to make me $250,000 today? Am I ready for that? Could, could I be ready? Some people are like, I, I think I could be ready for that. Uh, one thing I noticed growing up over the years of being married for 20 plus years, that with our way that we lived, it seemed like even if we got erased, it seemed like we were barely, barely getting by because we weren't spending right. 
no matter how much money we made. Then we'd get to a point, but then we'd be like barely making it again. No matter how much money we had, we got to the point where we were barely making it again. And we were tithing, but we weren't really watching the state of our flocks. And there's an anointing on a couple when they watch the stage of their flocks, meaning what's being paid for, what, how many subscriptions do you got going out? You, we live in a tech world now that you can have a subscription, 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 and next thing you're like, I got about 80, I've got $100 worth of subscriptions going on here, right? I've got a subscription for, for memory for my phone. I got a subscription to this magazine or to this, this thing, or I'm paying for this, and before you know it, you've got money going out and you say, well, I don't have enough. I can't tithe. Well, you've got things that you're not even using that you're paying for. Do you hear me? And see, God wants your life to live at a better clip. But if you're not being careful with your money, how can he, how could you be ready for the $250,000 deal that's going to bring that kind of money? Well, I'll just pay off all my bills, but you'll raise your standard of living to where you're again, still barely making it. Barely making it. It's amazing how people can make some really good money and be barely making it. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so if, if God wants to bring you into more, and we always say that here at the River Church, God is bringing me into more, he's going to have to deal with our character. Because it's going to be important this year. There are things that God is not going to allow to happen in our lives unless we first deal with our character. Then people are saying, why is this not happening in my life? It's because there's character issues that you have to to address. God wants to bring, well, you know, I believe God's brought me to enough. Well, that's great. God is the God of more than just barely enough. He just brought me to enough. Okay, just enough, barely getting by, just enough just to get me by. I don't think God wants to leave you there at just barely getting by. God doesn't want you to live on on barely getting by avenue. Or barely make it street. Or grumble alley. You know what grumble alley is? When you walk down and you hear your stomach grumble. He don't want you to, he doesn't want you to live like that. He wants you to walk in his abundance. And his abundance is something that has always been a, an earmarker of those who are walking in the, in the realm of faith. Who are trusting God. The earmark of faith is God bringing you to a land of abundance. Abundance is part of the deal. I said abundance is a part of the deal. In other words, you, you get into the home that you believe in, but you're not stressing, you're not straining to make a payment. You, you're, at, you're in your home and you can still make, you do your tithe. You're in your home and you can still give offerings. And you're, and you're, not, and you're not sitting there struggling over an offering. You hear what I'm saying? So if character is so important to you and I, then... Why do some have it and some don't have it? Well, some don't have it. It's because they, don't, they haven't been told that it's an important thing to have. Or some hear it and they just hear it and they think it's for somebody else. It's not for somebody else. It's for everybody. Healing's for everybody. Deliverance is for everybody. One of my favorite stories is when Jesus is, comes into a town and a lunatic man full of the devil comes to him. Remember Legion? He comes and he throws himself. He comes and he worships him first. In other words, he's got tons of demons, but he wants deliverance. He doesn't know how to get free. 
He just sees Jesus there. So what is he? He goes there to worship him. And the demons that are there are like, whoa, what have you come here to? What are you doing? It's like, it's like you're like getting on a horse and all of a sudden the horse just takes off running. And that's what this man was like. He took off running and his demons were on a ride. They did not want to go in that direction. See, that man was so used to not listening to anything, but he just, when he saw Jesus, he knew truth. You may, no matter what you have going on in your life, you, no matter, you've got to get to yourself to a point to where you say, I, I need truth. I need freedom. I, I need Jesus. And sometimes you're just going to have to, th- I have so much oppression in my life. I have so many things going on in my life that are keeping me from succeeding. I'm, you're just going to have to throw yourself at the feet of Jesus and start to worship him. Because the only way you're ever going to get free is at the feet of Jesus. And the thing I love about Jesus is Jesus doesn't just let you sit there without, uh, with, uh, and worship him and not give you an answer. When you worship Jesus, he sets you free. When you worship Jesus, demons come off of your life. When you worship Jesus, your eyes become illuminated. Come on. And the man, the Bible says he became immediately, he became free. And people glorified God that, because the man was set free. See, when you get set free, people begin to glorify God because if God did it in you, he, he can do it in others. I had a lot of people tell me, man, I couldn't believe God changed you. I mean, I was able to win a lot of souls in this town. A lot of people, I was able to lead a lot of people to Jesus because I got free. It was easy. It was easy because I was anointed to do it. And plus I had a testimony of God how set me free. I said, you don't have to live like a heathen to win souls. You don't have to live like a heathen to win souls. Jesus didn't live like a heathen to win souls. I, I, this one comedian said this years ago, and, I, and, and it's funny, but and it's sad because people have this perspective that this, you have to have a, 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 a good testimony. The guy was, oh, he goes, yeah, man, I was on drugs. I was doing that. I was sleeping with all these kinds of women, and here I was doing drugs, and da-da-da-da. And the Christian goes, oh, I wish I had that kind of testimony. No, you don't. No, you don't want that kind of testimony. You want a testimony where you, had, you have good character. You walked into the house of God. You fell at the feet. All those demons began to flee you. Next thing you know, you began to prosper. You began to walk in the fullness of God. Healing, restoration. Come on. You got your mind back. What a great testimony that is. And it should be your testimony. It should be a continual, your life should be a continual reflection of God doing greater and bigger things every day. 2020, we, always, we say it all the time here at the church, we're moving into more. We're moving into more. But we're going to be marked as a church, as the one that keeps moving into more. And just because you're moving into more doesn't mean you're not going to face any challenges. Just because you're in your race doesn't mean there's not going to be a problem along the race. I've seen some great races. I've seen some great fights where a guy looks like he's about to lose only to come out and win it. I've seen some great baseball games where the team is completely down. They're, they're, they're losing on a Friday night in Southern California and the River Church is there. 
And the team that's losing comes from behind, which is our team, the Dodgers. They come from behind. Sorry, I know not everybody's a Dodgers fan. <laughs> they come from behind to win the game. And it was a beautiful night. We were all just left. We were all jacked up. We were all excited. And you know what? That's you. You're experiencing your greatest turnaround. You see God moving on your, on your behalf. You thought you weren't going to make it. And next thing you know, you're being elevated to a place because God promoted you. You didn't do it for yourself. But you right. put what you did is you followed the steps. You obeyed God. Right. You, you, you did what you were supposed to do. Right. Come on. Come on. Did we ever get to Galatians 5 yet? I think I just took off preaching. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. Stand fast. Come on. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Come on, isn't that Paul? Paul's telling you. He says, stand fast. Stand in that liberty that Christ had made you free. Stand fa- Liberty doesn't mean I get to sin and do what I want to do and, 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 and thank you, Father, for the grace. Thank you, Father, for your grace when I'm still able to live like a heathen and do what I want to do, talk what I want to talk, eat what I want to eat, sleep whoever, because, you know, God's grace and his mercies are new every day. That's a false religion. That is false. He says, stand fast in the liberty. Stand fast in the freedom that you were delivered from those days. Now I'm free. Now I thank you, Father. Stand in that liberty of freedom. Thank you, Father, that my mind was corrupt. Thank Father. My mind is set free. It's no longer corrupt. I think straight. I tell the truth. I walk in truth. I love the truth. I live in love. I'm kind. I'm tenderhearted. Am am I right? Those are the fruits of the Spirit. And, and I'm going to tell you something. If you as a believer want, the, want God to move your life, you're going to have to, we're going to have to really get into the fruits of the Spirit. Right. You hear what I said? 2021 is going to be a year we get into the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm not talking about just the, the fruits of the Spirit or, or the gifts of the Spirit. When people hear the fruits of the Spirit, they think of the gifts of the Spirit. And they think, yeah, I'm going to walk more in, in the anointing of God, which is important. But I'm going to tell you, Unless you have the fruits of the Spirit in operation in you and work in you, those gifts of the Spirit will grow corrupt because you are not properly motivated and and operating them in the right way. You won't hear right. You won't see right. You won't think right. And and even when you think you're seeing things right or I got a gift of discernment and you're not seeing things right, unless you have the gifts of this or the the fruits of the Spirit in operation, you, you won't work right. You won't operate with any gift of the Spirit. Yeah. You won't know. You, you, will be, you will slowly become incompatible with those gifts. It's important. It's, it's important and it's pressing that you and I have the fruits of the Spirit in operation in any gift of the Spirit. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you won't see things clearly. You won't be able to interpret things in a right, out of, from a right frame of, frame of mind. Amen. And it's so important that we see things accurately. Accurately. Verse 7. Oh, you know what? Let's back up to verse. Let's just go back to verse 2. Let's start at verse 2. 
He goes, you don't want to go back to that yoke of bondage where you were, you were set free from, right? Verse 2 says, Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. If for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. Right? Everything is done by faith. For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Again, in other words, in order for your faith to work, it has to have the fruit of love. Am I right? Okay. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. Or let me just repeat, restate this, because we saw this word hinder, right? Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Let's say this persuasion, let's say this, this hindrance does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little bit of sin leavens, takes away from the opportunity to receive. It removes you from potential. It, it dilutes that which God has already imparted into you. Or, or, okay, you get what I'm saying? Verse 10 says, I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. In other words, you're not going to have your own mind. You're not going to have no other mind. In other words, I'm going to think contrary to what the word says. No other mind saying, I'm going I'm, I'm to think that this is okay now. No other mind. This, in other words, I have the mind of Christ. I have no other mind. His way of thinking, his way of seeing, his way of doing. Well, I have a right to think the what, how I ever want to think. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have a right to, to think the what you want to think. You don't have the right to allow your mind to go to places that it goes to. You have to retrain your mind to think, God think. God think. God responses. God ways of doing business. Amen? But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I wish that those who trouble you, because there, there was a debate about uh, people were accusing him of, of saying, hey, circumcise. He says, I never told anybody to circumcise you. And the people that are trying, you to, trying to tell you to do other things, other Christianese things that are not in the Bible, they trouble you. You're trying to tell you to do this thing. This You don't have to do this. You don't have to live right anymore. We're all under grace. Those are the things that trouble you. Those are the things that bring problems in your life. Okay? He says, I wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. That's powerful. Because you're saying, Paul is telling people to circumcise he says, I'm not telling you to circumcise. And they're talking about cutting things off. Well, I wish they'd cut themselves off. I wish they would remove themselves from this because what they're doing is causing confusion. Verse 13 says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use a liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled one, even if in this, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you, if, if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. Verse 16 says this, If I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the, lust of, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. 
These are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things that you wish. Boy, you hear that? So that you cannot do the things that you wish. The flesh is contrary to the spirit. The spirit is contrary to the flesh. And the flesh will keep you from trying to accomplish. And you cannot do it through the flesh. There are things that people are trying to do through the flesh that cannot be done. It cannot be accomplished. It just can't be done. Now, there's people who don't know the Lord that are honest. And yet, because they're honest and they work hard, there's a natural blessing that flows because they're doing the word. Anytime you just do the word, you're doing the principles of the word, you'll be blessed. You hear what I'm saying? It says, but in verse 18, it says, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now, these, now, now this is going to be, be very interesting because people say, well, I'm under, no longer, I'm, I'm, I'm led of the spirit. I am no longer under law, so I don't have to tithe. Well, Remember what we said earlier, Abraham? Abraham didn't tithe under the law. He did it out of faith. The Spirit is a faith. Anything done through the Spirit is a faith. And, verses, and verse 19 says, now the, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Come on, married couples. Outbursts of wrath. That's a work of the flesh. As a couple, married couple, getting angry, yelling at each other, outbursts of wrath, yelling at the kids, yelling at the dog, kicking the dog, getting angry. Outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambition. Dissension. Dissension. Being dis- having a, a heart that's a dissension. Does anybody know what dissension is? It's division. It's not agreeing. I, I don't agree with that. I, 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 no, that's not, no. Dissensions, particularly when it's right, and you say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's dissension. Heresies, even murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell beforehand, just as I have also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. But this is really interesting because this word we came up earlier says uncleanness. Uncleanness, if you look at the rest of the sin, there's another part of the scripture says that it, um, over, it says that people became unclean by doing the works of the flesh. We become unclean when we start walking out those other areas. How are we clean? We are cleansed by the washing of the word. What's the washing of the word? I hear the word, I do the word, and those things that I used to do are no longer a part of me, they're no longer on me because now I'm doing it. I'm being honest. I'm no longer telling a white lie. I'm, I'm being up front. So I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning that up. Remember I said you need to clean that up? I'm clean, I've cleaned that up. It's not just a physical outward cleaning. If it's just outward cleaning, then we become like Pharisees. We, we like to look clean. We like the appearance of holiness. But on the inside, because we haven't changed, we're full of dead men's bones. Right? So we, we want the cleanliness. We want, we want cleanness. We want straightforwardness. We want to be legitimate. We want to be real. But, these, but in order to, to walk out in the fullness of what that truly is, we, we must first understand what is it that is required of us to walk in cleanliness and, and truth and honest of the word. How do we accomplish this? Through good godly character. 
found in verse 22. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit. Come on, the fruit of the Spirit. This is another, this is the fruit. If you say, I'm a Christian. I am a tree. If you look at me, this is the fruit you'll find on me. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against, there is no law. In other words, you're never going to get pulled over by the police. A question for walking in love. Were you walking in love? You were nice. I'm going to ticket you today. You have a smile on your face. I think I'm going to wipe it off. You look too peaceful. You look too peaceful. No one's going to mess you with you if you're looking peaceful. You're too patient. That's just not right. You're too patient. Kindness, oh, uh, he's a little too nice. He's a little too kind. Too good. Too faithful. Too gentle. Too much self-control. You're never going to be ticketed or, or harassed by God for having any of these things in your life. Why? Because there are things. If I walk up to a pomegranate tree, I better get pomegranates from that tree. If I go to an orange tree and I get apples off that tree, I'm going to ask, what's wrong with this tree? Apples don't ever grow on an orange tree. It doesn't belong in an orange tree. You're a Christian. There are fruits on your life that should be easily seen, looked at, verified, that you could put the, 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 the stamp of high quality on your fruit. Good. It should be, yeah, they're kind sometimes. Come on. Yeah, they're patient sometimes. Come on. Well, when it suits them, should not be your testimony. Yeah. Well, he's really nice when he wants something, is not a fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Woo! Honka, honka. I'm going to take off running. I don't preach myself so happy. Verse 24, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another to envying one another. In other words, I'm not provoking. I'm not doing this just to provoke somebody. I'm not to show somebody, look how good I am. Look how holy I am. Right? Look, I'm kind. I'm tender. You, you need to get with it. I am the most holy man in this church. I, I don't provoke people to anger. Well, you, if you'd be prospering like me, if you did the word. That's arrogant and pride. It's causing someone else to stumble. I am cliquish. I have my us four, our group, our, us four, and no more. Should not be our testimony. I'm loving, I'm reaching out, I'm helping, I'm blessing, I'm endeavoring to keep the peace. I'm, I have a sound mind, sound heart. I thank you, Father, if there's anything within me that's displeasing to you, Lord, help address it every day. I worship you, Father. I hold out my, Father, I, I, I get on my knees, I humble myself before you, Father. If there's anything in me that needs to go out in this 2021, you write it down. There's any write it seriously. Write this as in your notes, Lord. If there's anything in me in this 2021, write it down. Write it down. Write it down. If there's anything in me in this 2021 that does not that you want to get rid of this 2020, write it down. Yeah. 
And then you say, Lord, here it is. And God's going to go, oh, I don't know, there was that on that list. He's not surprised. He's always known it was there. Yeah. And you'll notice that when you put those things that are holding you back on that paper and you show it to him, say, God, this is it, and I'm leaving this at your feet now. I'm leaving this at your feet, and I thank you, Father, that you help me this day with this stuff that I'm struggling with. You're helping me right now with this stuff that I'm struggling I'm leaving this at your feet. I'm casting it down at your feet as if it's a care. And now I'm going to worship you. I'm going I'm to praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. I praise you, Jesus, that you're helping me with this. And God will be right there with you as he's looking. He'll praise you. And he'll, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be he, Jesus, God will be right by your side as you're doing this. He'll be right, as you praise him, he'll be right by your side. Amen. And as you worship him and thank him, Father, you're so good. Thank you, Father, you're so good, you're so kind. He goes to work for you. As you show him you love him and you care, he goes to work for you. He does it. He says, you know what, I'm helping you with this one. You, you put this on your list. You put this lack of love on your list. You took, put this uh, other things you wanted to get out of your life and you put them at your feet. I'm with you. I'm going to help you. We're going to work on this together. We're going to get you free this 2021. Yeah, come on. We're going to get you free. Say, I am getting free. There's so much more in 2021. So much more. So much more. But we need the right character. Doing the right thing even when you don't feel like it. My daddy used to take me to the gym even when I didn't feel like it. He did. I was in junior high. Actually, I was in fifth grade. Um, fifth or sixth grade. <clears throat> My dad said, hey, let's... He, he started taking me for his walks. Um, he used to go running to... Um, we lived on Dexter, 3, 365 Dexter. And it was it 365? I think it was 365, 365 West Dexter. And then we'd walk to, um, was it the park, Zalad Park? We'd walk to Zalad Park, <clears throat> and then we'd run to Zalad Park, and then we'd come back, we'd run back home. But before we got home, there was, um, um, there was a gym right there in that little parking lot. It's now the Portable Unified School District. There used to be a gym in there. And my dad, we, we'd go in there, we'd work out. And... I started out with these little five-pound five pound weights on each side. I was doing my bench press. And before you know it, I wasn't doing that anymore. I was lifting heavier. It was being, and one year, I was, I, by, by the time I was in seventh or eighth grade, I had, I had believe it or not, back in those days, I, I did have a, uh, a six-pack. Uh, now it's a pony keg, but it used to be, a, it used to be a, and I was, I was in great shape. And then there was a time where I didn't want to go to the gym. But my dad said, let's go. But I don't want to go. We're going. And he made me go. And it was the best thing he ever did for me, is making me, make me do the right thing, even when I didn't feel like doing the right thing. Even when you don't feel like doing the right thing, you do the right thing, you make yourself do the right thing. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to walk in love. And when my wife says anything or my husband says anything, I'm going to do what the word says in Ephesians, uh, uh, Ephesians 1, 1 Corinthians 13. Love doesn't notice a thing. I'm going to walk in love. I'm not going to be, I'm not, love is not easily offended, right? What am I doing? I'm, I'm laying it all down. I'm building good character. What, I'm doing the word of God. I'm doing the word of God. Because in order for me to walk in the fullness of God's plan, I have to have good character. 
That's why Daniel gets used. That's why David gets used. Some people weren't perfect, but they had enough character to recognize that when they were wrong, they repented. When they were wrong, they repented. It's so important that we maintain a good heart and a good attitude. Amen? Come on, we're doing it in 2021. You can do it in 2021. Come on, 2021, it got better. 2021, it got better. This year will not get, will not get worse because we have made the decision. We have made a decision to go all out, go all in. There's so much more. So much more. I, you know, I don't need others to do the right thing. Do you hear what I said? I don't need, I need other people to do, uh, to, do the, uh, to do the right thing in order for me to do the right thing. If enough people say no to the wrong thing, eventually a lot of people around will start saying yes to the right thing. And as a church, we need to say, as a group, as a people, we need to say yes to the right things. Well, well, my friend didn't come to, ch- to church with me, so I didn't go should not be my testimony. Right. I went to church because God told me to be in church, right. and I'm doing the right thing no matter what. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, I love you.